0: Welcome back, Literary slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are reading books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Anna.
1: And I'm Em. This week on Shelf Aware, we're starting a new unit, sort of. We're doing a grab bag kind of. unit um, <laughs> to just kind of get all those those little suggestions people have sent in that don't really fit in any other unit. Uh, so we're kicking it off with favorite author here on the podcast, Nicholas Sparks, with the novel mm. Every Breath. Mm-hmm uh anna what do you
0: think um here's what i thought Uh um 2021 i didn't read any male authors unless it was required for the podcast so i think i had read maybe it was like single digit number of books by male authors last year A dream come true. And I was like, you know what? In 2022, maybe it's time to invite men back into the rotation. Maybe I'll give men a chance again to write books for me 2022. Um, And I will say, uh, I finished this book Monday. No, yesterday. So January 25th, 2022, Nicholas Sparks has convinced me to continue not reading books written by men. Why? (laughs) Why? Why, though? <laughs> Just, every woman is either hysterical, crying mess, obsessed with her wedding, or obsessed with having kids, wanting to be the perfect mother, or obsessed with her weight.
1: The so weight. <laughs> Just I
0: cannot. <laughs> I can't. I, I really, like, I didn't have an issue with the romance, really, in this oh, book. And really? it really? Interesting. I mean, there were some. I mean, I would... I didn't think that was the most offensive okay. part of this book. To me, the most offensive part of this book was reading Nicholas Spark's writing from a woman's point of view again. And I was just like, I don't mm, I don't want this in my life anymore, please. <laughs> this this was better. This was better than the other one we read for certain. Okay. Okay. But still not something I want to return to. All ever. right. How about you?
1: What did you well, think? you'll be surprised to find that I had very you differing opinions on this. I thought it was great. I thought it was really enjoyable, and that uh-huh. you know, the romance yeah. was really believable, and the women now- and characters in general had great depth to them.
0: Oh yeah, was your favorite part how the the male the romantic the male romantic lead was a product of colonialism and knew that and hated that but then did nothing about it just like was like well i'm rich <laughs> and that sucks for everyone who's not rich but i'm not going to spread the wealth around i'm just going to leave it in a savings account for my son
1: this was this was such okay like first off that was obviously sarcasm if you guys didn't get that i fucking hated it no this M
0: loves nicholas sparks uh, you heard it
1: here first number one nicholas sparks fan um <laughs> I, I thought this was an interesting book because it was like woke Nicholas Sparks almost. Like, he kept bringing Mm, up like he kept bringing up stuff yes like he kept being like oh isn't it terrible that women feel this way about their weight oh isn't it terrible that colonialism (laughs) happened oh well guess there's nothing we need to do or engage with further than that
0: there's there's no responsibility that i as a white man have to (laughs) comment on any of this like other than to say yeah man look
1: (laughs) it exists it's just like nicholas sparks just going around gesturing at things and going well look do something well, look. Women, somebody
0: women stop being concerned with your weight just stop please stop it don't cry over your wedding being ruined by rain just stop just stop you know what people should just stop having Lou Gehrig's disease <laughs> you should just stop
1: I don't I mean we have to talk about this aspect of this book as well this is a <laughs> classic Nicholas Sparks book in that the entire time I was reading it, I was just like, okay, which one of these fuckos is going to die? Because yes, one of them 100%. has to.
0: <laughs> now, when you say Nicholas Sparks' book, do you mean Nic- a book written by Nicholas Sparks or a Nicholas Sparks capital
1: book? Capital N, capital S, capital B, Nicholas Sparks' book. Okay, okay. Book. Yeah.
0: okay, okay. <laughs> this was Long-time int- listeners of our podcast know that those are two very different... Well, I mean, they overlap, like a square is a rectangle yeah. or whatever, but like...
1: <laughs> this also is interesting because... It was also a classic sparks book but not Nicholas Beatrice in that mm. it was just a straight up lie. <laughs> yes. Oh my god.
0: Okay. And then it wasn't revealed until the end too, like, which was in an author's know. note that most you people would probably skip over. <laughs> which I only read it because in my copy I got I got a copy from the library mm-hmm. because everyone has read this book. They had a million copies of it. Um, And I was looking to see how many more fucking pages do I have of this? And at the top of the page, top of the last page that's numbered, um, Nicholas Sparks is basically, while my quote unquote discovery of True and Hope story is entirely fictional, I was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I was, I just like when stories are like that. Well, Okay.
1: (laughs) I suspected very early. I was like, he this isn't this isn't real. This is Nathaniel Hawthorne finding the copy of Scarlet Letter in the fucking paper <laughs> mill or whatever. Um like I, I didn't think it was real, but I kept going and being like, it can't be real. This can't be this real. This is an impossible tale. This is not real, right? So I did Google it like 30% through the book. I was like, is this a real book? And like the first entry was like no <laughs> he
0: no, says Nicholas in the author's note it isn't and lie. I'm like
1: oh okay uh but yeah it was it has a framing device which is like yeah. uh, Nicholas Sparks puts himself in the story to talk to the character and the character tells him this story and then he tells mm-hmm. the story to mm-hmm. us and he's like I changed names so it's not I'm still filing it as fiction so because I changed the names but it's it, that's why I'm mm-hmm. filing it mm-hmm. as fiction not because it's not real and then he does an epilogue with that spoilers and then after that, he's like, author's note, just kidding. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why? Just kidding. It was all a lie. Why? Why? If you're, you're going to do this, commit to the bit, babe. Commit like- to the
0: bit. <laughs> Pretend there really is a real true walls out there. Oh, my
1: God. And, uh,
0: <laughs> Which joke's on me because I did not even read that first part until I learned it was fake. And then I went back and read it. And I was like, I guess this kind of has to do with the story. But I was like, I'm not reading any more of this than I have to. So I did not read it the first time. (laughs) So um, my question for you. This book takes place in 1990 for Mm -hmm. the first part of it. Is this historical fiction at this point?
1: I think it is. And that horrifies me because I'm Mm -hmm. now old enough that there is historical fiction about life. a time period that I lived through <laughs> that you can remember vaguely
0: yes I <laughs> I because I was struggling to I, I keep a reading uh spreadsheet and mm-hmm. I was like waffling between contemporary and historical because I'm like well like the fact that it took place in 1990 really like that's not the story like that's yeah it that doesn't really have that much weight to it it could have occurred any time but
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they like they do
0: mention stuff that's 90s, so
1: There's 90s mentions. There's also some historical relevance in terms of the what's happening and happening the in yeah, um and that sort of stuff. So I mean, it doesn't have zero relevance, but also like I don't know because essentially like I also hated how this story was structured because essentially there's mm-hmm. two parts. <laughs> the, well, there's four parts. There's the prologue, yeah. which is Nicholas Sparks pretending to be a... a to
0: find this to find story find this. in a mailbox. In a mailbox. Mm-hmm.
1: And then part one, which is set in 1990, but consists almost entirely of flashbacks and recollections to explain everything leading up to 1990 to explain these Mm -hmm. two characters lives because there's basically only two characters in this book um yes
0: so hope you like true or hope and yes those are their names true and
1: hope upsetting but it's okay (laughs) because true is not spelled with you with an e so it's you know yeah it's short
0: for something else true
1: it um it, which it's great because hopes like when they meet hopes like true i've never heard that name before and he's like it's short for it, which i would think is i also, also have not heard yeah that name before. <laughs> i've not heard before if you haven't heard true like i feel like i've heard true and not true it but i don't know mm-hmm. um but uh then part two sorry is, to any it's out there yeah, so what's up it? Um, part two <laughs> is uh set in 2014 fourteen, um, yeah. and again consists almost entirely of flashbacks of everything between 1990 <sighs> and 2014 yeah so it's like why did you do it no, that no. way <laughs> Just include a link to a
0: PowerPoint
1: slideshow at that point. Like, right? here
0: are the highlights or from just our lives. write <laughs> it in chronological
1: order. <laughs> Why did Ugh. you do this, like, weird double flashback situation? I don't know. And then yeah. there's the epilogue, which is, again, Nicholas Sparks being like, I'm a character in this book. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> me,
0: me, Nicholas Sparks. OK.
1: Ugh, it was exhausting.
0: <laughs> so, like, nothing
1: actually happened in the actual, like, plot of the book. It was almost all flashbacks and two things happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the content of the flashbacks is just people having feelings. <laughs> so yeah. It's like. Mm-hmm. It was a quick read, um, but it wasn't fun to no. read.
1: <laughs> Would you recommend this to anyone?
0: <laughs> Maybe. I I know there are a lot of people who do enjoy this genre. Obviously, Nicholas Sparks is very famous and rich. Um, if you if you dig a walk to remember, yeah. if that's your jam, that came out 20 years ago. You might like this book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like there is a section of the population that, like, we often complain about books that treat women as, like, oh, I just want to be a wife and mother because I think that's not a thing that we particularly relate to of that being mm-hmm. your primary goal. That's true, yeah. Um, but maybe there are people for trad wives, trad wives, trad <laughs> wives should read, should read this book. Breeding king. <laughs> you'd be into it like you'd be like yeah i also only want to be a mother that's my only yeah, that's my defining that's my feature goal. as a human being great
0: the fact that i am a trauma nurse is not inconsequential <laughs>
1: barely a. a I want to quit
0: that to become a mother
1: <laughs> which is fine that's a fine, that's fine choice you
0: can have that be your goal and still still be a full person you can
1: also have like hobbies and yeah. stuff it was so freaking annoying because like I know I'm just jumping ahead, but fucking true had every fucking hobby in the world. Mm-hmm. And true can Hope, do anything. Hope is out true here like renaissance man. <laughs> Hope is out here like I just want to have babies, like <laughs> girl. <laughs> I just, I just
0: wanted a baby, and I want to take care of my ailing papa. Ugh, that's it. upsetting,
1: but you know if that's your goal in life. I don't know why you're listening to our podcast, More but go read this book. Yeah, I,
0: I don't, I don't, yeah. What are you getting from this? It seems
1: like you would really not like us. Like.
0: <laughs> and we, well, no, I don't want to say that about somebody who listens to our podcast. We love you. Thank you. Um, cool. Cool.
1: <laughs> Good for you. Uh,
0: what else have you been reading?
1: Um, I finally broke my reading drought Yay. yes i read an actual book
0: all and
1: right. it also completed one of the things on our reading challenge which <gasps> if you skip past the end of our episodes we do are doing a reading challenge this year to read uh 22 books in 2022 that mm-hmm. all are on different themes you can find that on our twitter or StoryGraph um or instagram maybe is it on instagram I don't know
0: I haven't but that's a good idea I should let's, put that on let's instagram.
1: put that on instagram somewhere I don't know how instagram <laughs> works I'm not in charge of social media <laughs>
0: Um, and I'm not either really (laughs) you do your best I do it you do it you do it. I feel like I'm still waiting for someone to tell me how to do it but yes I try
1: and I'm proud of you for trying thank you thank you um I think you do a good job uh but the book that I read is called love and other disasters by Anita Kelly um and it is a contemporary romance because i was like oh i just can't i don't feel like i can read anything i don't want to get into anything like i have all these high fantasy books that i'm like i'm gonna read this year we'll see um but Mm -hmm. i just like i was like i can't come into that so i was like i'm just gonna read this contemporary romance that sounds cute it's about um two people who go on a like top chef slash great british bake-off um show and fall in love while on it oh and it's great yeah it was really cute yeah Um, I liked the characters a lot. I thought that they were like, had, you know, distinct personalities. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm bringing this up because it's in direct contrast to this book that we read. Um, (laughs) Had goals and dreams and things like that. And stories aside from, you know, their love for each other. And I liked how like kind of the conflict was handled in it um it also like i said completes the uh trans and or non-binary mc uh square on our reading challenge because one of the main characters is non-binary um and awesome i enjoyed it it was great recommend if you if you like contemporary romances give it a give it a check out how about you what you been reading
0: I read um, two books, Ooh. and I think they also both qualify for the reading challenge.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the first one I read thrills. was The Wolf and the Woodsman by oh. Ava Reed, which a lot of people have been talking about. I didn't like it that much. Oh, I did no. not like it that much. So I'm only re- mentioning it because it does check off the debut novel mm. um, challenge for our reading challenge. I just, I felt like, I don't want to go into it a lot because this is not a space for us to rag on books, but I just felt like it needed a uh uh, it needed to be smaller shorter Mm. a lot of stuff could be cut and then i felt like things were misplaced like the beginning of the book is we go on a journey to find something and we don't find it and they just kind of give up so they go to the (laughs) city and and like then we kind of have like a whole starting over the characters having to readjust and have new goals and blah, blah 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 and then something happens and they're like okay let's go back on our journey and then I'm like, well, why didn't we just do, like, the part where they're in the city and then the whole journey? And the- I don't know. I didn't care for it. Everyone's loving it, though. It was, like, big enemies to lovers. There is that. Didn- I don't know. I don't know. If you if you want to convince me, otherwise, I can talk to you separately. But, like, it wasn't my jam. Then I did read um, The Alpha's Warlock by Elliot Grayson, oh, yeah. which is a book that you suggested on the podcast, What'd which is another of our, of our challenges. I did enjoy this one. Um, it was just, like fun it was fun it was short there there is like i will say um yes the title alpha warlock there is like some stuff to do with nodding and things so that is not your jam um you might not like this there is no mpreg which the author is nice enough to put in the description of every one of these books in the series does not contain (laughs) mpreg so don't worry about that um but yeah i thought it was fun um i don't know if i'll continue on with this series just because with romances like i read the first one in the series i'm like i'm happy now i don't yeah that's fine i don't need to know anymore (laughs) then i gotta move (laughs) on which might be unfortunate for me i might be missing out on a lot but anyway yeah
1: fun excellent all right let's talk about something not fun the plot of this book (sighs) what plot okay (laughs) It's one of those books I don't even take notes
0: on because nothing really happens. Um, Ugh. we got first main character, True Walls. He is a. I just
1: you're holding up the Nicholas Sparks. I am. Look at it. Look and at his it. no, turn it around because the side. That <laughs> look, I at seeing, look at his just face. Look at his smarmy face. face. I'm sorry, this is me. And I'm dunking on the I'm author, Nicholas but. I wrote
0: a book called Every Breath, and it's not very good.
1: <laughs> it's just I feel like this is a thing that's been said before, but when you get to the point where the author's picture or the author's name is that big on the book it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're selling the brand of the yeah, author. yeah you're selling right? the...
0: look i look like i'm gonna complain if the line is too long at the bank and i'm gonna <laughs> be like you guys should hire more people and we're gonna be like yeah you fucking think <laughs>
1: uh yeah i just i i feel like he does have a nice dimple though Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely person in person. I don't have any actual beef with... Actually, I'm not sure of that. I mean, I... I, I'm not sure of that at all.
0: Death of the author does not exist Uh, in this
1: book. Yeah, I mean, he fucking inserts himself... Okay, I gotta stop, because I'm just going to end up insulting Nicholas Sparks.
0: Who listens to this podcast every week.
1: Look, Um, we've had that happen, where authors have listened to episodes, so... I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> I don't know what sort of Google alerts Nicholas Sparks has on his own fucking name, okay?
0: <laughs> Do you think Nicholas Sparks is at all online? I guess would be my question. I feel like he's
1: um got like a burner account on mm. like Reddit. Um but like he's on like the less objectionable Reddits. That makes it sound like I hate Reddit. I don't hate Reddit. Um,
0: (laughs) which subreddit is he on?
1: Like, I feel like he's. Here's what I feel like he's doing. I feel like he's got a secret account on Reddit Mm -hmm. where he posts on like our feminism, if that's a subreddit, probably Probably. is. Um, or you know, like our bad women's anatomy, and like writes in a way where he's trying to present that he might be a woman, and just doesn't use like doesn't doesn't confirm one way or another. Right, like. I feel like that's what he's doing. And then if anybody asks him about it, he's like, I'm doing research.
0: (laughs) My next book is about a woman who's very online. (laughs) I was trying to get into character.
1: I'm trying to get into Uh, the mind of a woman. I write them so well. I need to keep up to date on what's going on in their little brains. What do they care about? What are their longings and, and hopes?
0: So, okay, true walls. He is the grandson of a guy they just called the Colonel because he was a Colonel in World War Two.
1: Wasn't he not a Colonel?
0: Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe they just called him the Colonel because he acted like one. Yeah, like, he was yeah, like yeah, yeah.
1: specifically not a Colonel.
0: <laughs> yes, he was just an asshole. The after he he came he came from you know British Empire post World War Two came to Africa to make money farming and exploiting became very rich. Was a very bad dude, by all accounts. Um, And True (laughs) grew up not really liking his grandfather. He lived with his mother um, until she died in a fire. And then he was, like, kind of just (laughs) left to his own devices because his stepdad didn't really care about him. His grandpa kind of shut down after his mom died. His real dad, his biological dad, left. Um, Doesn't know anything about him. But... He received a letter from his bio dad and was like, hey, here are some plane tickets to North Carolina where every Nicholas Sparks book is set, mm-hmm. and um, can you come meet me here? I'm dying. And True's like, oh, I guess. I don't have anything else else going on. He's like a guide. I forgot to mention. He's like a bush guide. He does
1: safaris and stuff. And he has an ex-wife named Kim and, and a son, a son named, Andrew. named Andrew, who's 10 years old. Um, And he... And-
0: Works six weeks in the bush and then spends two weeks with his son, Andrew. He's very, they're all, whatever. He's just a rich
1: dude living his best life. But he doesn't use the money that his racist probably grandfather left him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't use it. But he also
0: doesn't use it to better society. So really.
1: It just kind of sits there
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in a bank doing nothing. Doing
0: absolutely nothing.
1: Helping banks.
0: And then at the end like so he has he has two step brothers who stay and like work the farm and stuff, and at the end he, he does he just like loans them money like you couldn't you have a shit ton of money, like just give them just some give money like money. he's like they yeah. haven't paid me back the loans I gave them from after the government seized their farm, and they had nowhere to go and no money and but I'm like, okay, okay, like Whatever. the only
1: reason you have that money is because of your rich family, mhm- mm. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe just give it to the re- to your to your family. It seems
0: cuz by all accounts you're not you don't need it and your son doesn't need it cuz he's a very successful little businessman. He, he
1: when he grows up, he uh is a diamond man. It sounded like a which seems like a weird. Sus. <laughs> right? Like I'm like, "Nick, buddy." If you're going to, this is the the thing. I'm just like, Nick, stop like kind of engaging with thoughts and then not. And then not at all. You're like, I'm going to set this part of this in Africa. This guy's going to be from Africa and he's going to be, you know, like a descendant of these colonists and he's not going to deal with that. And then his kid is going to go on to be a diamond broker. Like that has implications, Nick. A lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: gross um our other main character hope walls not hope walls what's her last name? oh well, it's hope walls about. by the end of it it's hope walls by the end <laughs> hope is a she's in her mid-30s um a trauma nurse and she's been on again off again with this guy named josh for the past six years who's like a some sort of surgeon here's the stupidest fact
1: about josh is he has violet eyes <laughs> oh my god what no he doesn't
0: (laughs) he does i know it says that in the book i know it says that in
1: the book but no he doesn't (laughs) (laughs) they're they're
0: purple just vivid purple eyes you know he's just a hot hunky piece of man who like D- tells true or tells hope that he loves her and wants to marry her and start a family but then also breaks up with her the next week because he doesn't want to go to to his to her friend's wedding at Sunset Beach so
1: whatever here's what I will say here's what I will say about the Josh of it all okay i don't blame Josh at the start of this book
0: okay and this for on again off againing
1: for any of it. Mm. <laughs> I think that Interesting. First off, she's like, he cheated on me when we were broken up. He didn't because you were broken up. You were broken up. She specifically mm-hmm. calls it cheating, and I'm like, it's not because you were broken up. Like, mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. there could have been, there could have been the like Ross and Rachel bullshit of we were on a break. We what does that you? mean? You know, but they specifically say broken up. Like mm-hmm. the relationship is. Is over at this point, point. and I, I agree that they seem to have this weird dynamic of like, oh well, we we are gonna take this break and break up, but we'll probably get back together, and that's hella unhealthy. But like, yeah, if that's <laughs> not if that's not what you, the problem with all of the Josh and Hope stuff at the beginning of this book is that all mm-hmm. of it is because Hope is not a person. And won't say what she fucking wants. <laughs> like, she's she's like, Wow, I really hope that Josh will have kids and marry me, but I'm not going to like say that or verbalize it or do anything about it. Like Right, right. I'm not and I'm not saying like she needs to have an ultimatum, but like she needs to talk about it like an adult and hey, not like, just hey, sit there and yeah. be like, hey, we talked about wanting to have kids at the beginning of our relationship. Because that's what it is. It's not that he said like a week ago, like Oh, I'm ready to marry you. He said at the beginning of their relationship, like, yes, eventually I want to have kids and settle down. And then they didn't talk about it since then. And
0: -hmm. then they kept
1: breaking up and getting back together. And it's like, girl, if you just leave him, hey, just leave him. If you want to have kids with him and have a marriage with him, be an adult and tell him that and be like, hey, if that is still a thing you want, we need to make steps to do that. Otherwise, we need to break up because that is my only goal in life is to be a wife and mother. So like. (laughs) <laughs> and if at that point he had said, oh, yeah, baby, I'm definitely going to put a ring on it and then strung her along for like longer. Then mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, okay. then it would be
0: like Josh is a dick.
1: Right. But you can't get mad at someone for not giving you the thing that you want when you don't tell them you want it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, he's definitely um, not portrayed well. But mm-hmm. there is a there. There were several points where I'm like, "Why are you putting up with this?" So right. Hope. Like, why? And she she says, "Well, when the time when it's good, things are really good, and we have a lot of fun, and he's just so attractive." I'm like, okay, well, clearly there's one thing here that is propelling this continued relationship, and it is his violet eyes. You just need to let it go. <laughs> other there are other men with other eye colors out there, Hope. I promise you, and they're all just fine.
1: Do we ever find out? True's eyes are blue, right? hmm I don't know. I think they are, because I think he says something about Andrew <laughs> having his blue eyes. No, he says Andrew has Kim's blue eyes and blonde hair. So he doesn't have... So we can say he doesn't have blue eyes, and he probably doesn't have violet eyes, but I guess probably. we don't know what color his eyes
0: are. <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> so the two of them meet at Sunset Beach, because Hope is staying there in her family's cottage that they've owned for forever. Um, and true is is at the house next door because his 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 bio dad was like hey meet me here and then and then he gets a note and he's like hey you arrived on a tuesday and i can't be there till saturday which is weird but he just he has nothing to do um hope is like getting ready to be a bridesmaid in her friend elaine's wedding and elaine is just she's just all she does is cry about the rain ruining her wedding day That's all she does literally
1: on your wedding day (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah she also i think at some point is like oh elaine is gonna be so upset about josh not being there bitch like no she's not like she's she's not she knows josh is bad for you she knows josh is garbage (laughs) if she's a good friend at all um and also like she has other things to worry about like rain on her wedding day she doesn't care about josh
0: yeah um, Hope is also sad because her parents are selling their little beach cottage because, um, her dad has Lou Gehrig's disease and they need all the money they can get to pay for health care in America because that's that's, that's what happens when you live here.
1: <laughs> Again, something that is brought up but not engaged with. Not
0: engaged with that at all. Yeah. Though I feel like Nicholas Sparks didn't have like he was just like that's how it is and that's fine. Like I yeah, don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like think he... he was
1: he even had any commentary, like at least ugh, this is such a low bar. You're rich least... or
0: you die or go
1: bankrupt. <laughs> the colonialism stuff he at least like paid lip service to true being yeah. like, Oh hmm I'm uncomfortable. Awkward and uncomfortable, but like the the healthcare stuff he didn't even bat an eye at. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they meet true and hope meet one day when hope's dog scotty gets hit by a car and hope doesn't notice but true does and he's like let me go get this dog and bring it to its owner um and he is immediately struck by how beautiful hope is and hope is like "Hmm, a man that's not josh mm, interesting. perhaps my ovaries sing for this
1: one that is one of the <laughs> few facts we know about hope um mm-hmm. is that in addition to wanting to be a wife and mother she is a bad dog owner
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> do not do not have I was your... constantly
0: worried about this dog
1: <laughs> I was very worried about this dog who she lets run around all the time off leash which like controversial but can be okay except that she also specifically says the dog is completely untrained and doesn't listen to her ever Mm
0: -hmm. even though i've taken him to obedience school like
1: just such a brat. if your dog does not have good (laughs) recall you problem you do not need to let them off leash (laughs) in an area where they could like not just when you're
0: not even watching him. You're like he, was, him. he left the water. She's walking down the beach at the water, and he is up and over the dunes, past the houses, in the street, and he gets hit by a car, and she doesn't even notice.
1: Like, put girl. a fucking leash on your dog, girl. You're gonna get him killed. You almost <laughs> did.
0: You almost did.
1: Bad dog owner.
0: For some, she, for a dog she claims to love so much, she just really doesn't give a shit about it.
1: <laughs> it was also so weird. That, like, I don't know what the point of the dog was, aside to bring them together. Because yeah. it's, like, it's her her boyfriend, Josh, bought it for her. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you would think that that would have some sort of, like, I don't know... That would be some way to look at the interiority of their relationship, right? Like, here's how I could imagine this going.
0: Here's some companionship for when I'm not around. Right.
1: Here's some companionship. Oh, you want a baby, but I got you a dog, right? Like, Mm -hmm, that could have been the conversation. Or even like, um, oh, Josh got it for her for Christmas, even though she had never said she wanted a dog, but she felt like like, that she had to I'm take care I'm actually a it. cat person. Right. Like, you could have done something with it, but it's just like, Josh got me a dog, and I was cool with that, and I liked the dog, and I loved it a lot. And I'm like... Except for when I don't watch it get hit by. Right. Like, it just feels like, again, another way in which Hope doesn't have a personality. Right? Like... Yes. Normally, if someone's significant other gets them an animal, there is some sort of emotion behind that, either positive or negative. But, like, the fact that Scotty is a gift from Josh isn't really a thing at all except for the fact that she mentions to True when they start talking oh yeah he was a gift from my boyfriend and he's like oh you got a boyfriend sort of thing so <laughs> mm-hmm. it, he's like a plot device but Hope doesn't really seem to have any actual emotions for him like we're told she yes. loves Scotty but that's not like clear <laughs> in the book
0: Scotty was convenient for those two things mm-hmm. and then Nicholas Sparks was like well the dog didn't Die so now I have to keep writing about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> the mm.
1: dog was also named after like his uh, editor or like uh, social media manager or something. I saw in wow. his wow. yeah because wow. I read his <laughs> his uh, for some reason I read this the before the prologue. The frame story prologue he has a like acknowledgments at the beginning of the book which is also a red flag i feel like when you are high enough up on the author chain to put your acknowledgments at the beginning of the book like you're all about the brand at this point (laughs) but it's like a whole long list of like every single person he's ever breathed near and at one point he mentions that um think his social media which i guess answers the question if he has social media uh, yeah
0: yeah he doesn't do it yeah um it's scotty poor scotty
1: yeah it, so the dog is named after someone who works for nicholas sparks so that's H- a fun hilarious
0: tidbit. hilarious <laughs> um <laughs> so <sighs> true can't figure out the coffee machine in his very fancy beach house because um, he's he's just a man an outdoors man doesn't know what to do with buttons so he's like hey hope is there somewhere i can get a cup of coffee and she's like nah on <laughs> this whole stinking beach but i can make you a cup of coffee as yes. thank you for getting my dog back and he's like all right so they get to know each other and then after the coffee they're both like kind of sad to see each other go because they're already attracted to each other yada 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 but they're like well that was a fun interaction i've had with a stranger i'll never see again dinner time they both end up having dinner at the same restaurant and uh true is like hey why don't we why don't you sit here at my table have dinner together and it's kind of a date they enjoy their dinner together they have wine afterwards at her house for a nightcap uh and then they part ways again great the next day uh is thursday i think they go to this mailbox called kindred spirit so I guess I don't know if this is a real thing. It is. Uh, it is okay. So apparently, um, there is somewhere near Sunset Beach, Bird Island. There is Bird Island. There is a lone mailbox that sits there. That d- no one comes to pick up the mail from it, but you can write letters and stick them in there, and then other people will come and they'll read the letters that you left in there, and they'll leave their own letter. Yada 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 yada.
1: This was all very Letters to Juliet, another property with the same premise, which is also bad, but better than this book.
0: (laughs) Um, And this, this Kindred Spirits is where Nicholas Sparks claims to have found this story originally. Like, he... In the in the frame story, he's like, I went to Kindred Spirits and I saw this story in a manila envelope and it said it was the best story anyone's ever heard or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he read it and it made him cry and he read it so many times, blah, blah, blah. He had to track down whoever wrote it, blah, 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 whatever. So they go to there and they find some like really lovely letter some man wrote about his wife that had passed away and I don't know, whatever. Foreshadowing yeah (laughs) and then i think it is yes it is at this point they both decide this is thursday they they met each other the day before they both say they love each other
1: yo Um, this is (laughs) moving too fast extremely quickly Uh, (laughs) Hope
0: invites him over for dinner and um, while he's over there for dinner Josh calls and is like hey baby what's up I'm here in Vegas with the boys what's up and she's like hello Josh I don't have time to talk to you goodbye and Josh is like wait babe nah but she hangs up on him and then has sex with Drew five times
1: (laughs) okay so here's another issue I have with this book and the romance um these two Mm -hmm. are so aggressively not horny for each other
0: until they are so horny they
1: are so horny for each other because i feel like i feel like this is a nicholas sparks thing of it almost being like a clean romance where like it's it's uh, they don't Have any, uh, we're told that they're attracted to each other, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I've read a lot of romance and there are ways to write attraction that are not like, oh, I'm attracted to her, of course, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't do any of that, which I guess maybe that's preferable for some people, but for me, I'm just like, this is so dry. Um, (laughs) that the fact that they're three days in and I'm not saying that you have to be like mad horny for each other to be in love, but I feel like mad horny would at least make kind of thinking you're in love after three because I don't believe that they. I mean, it doesn't matter. This isn't a real book, but if you know someone for three days, you're not in love with them. I'm sorry, no, you aren't. No. Like, unless there are extreme circumstances, like we've kind of talked about before. Like, if you are stuck in one room with just them and you, all you do is talk for those three days. Okay. Or you go
0: through like a traumatic. Right. Like,
1: but then that's a trauma bond situation. And but that's whatever. Something um, else.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, they don't. They just walk on the beach a lot.
1: If you go for three walks with a dude and have coffee once and wine once and dinner once. You're not in love with them. Like I'm sorry, no. you're not. Doesn't um, matter
0: how easy it is to talk to them. Doesn't matter like how calm and "quote unquote complete" you feel. Like, you don't what know. That? What does that mean?
1: You don't know anything about how they interact with you in any other situation. Like you haven't you haven't seen any of them. Like you've seen how they <laughs> how they act in one place in one time. At this very moment, right? Like, you are in love with this moment of them, right? Okay. And people are more than one moment. So, like... Yes. You you aren't in love with them. And at least if you were horny for them, I could wrap my brain that around this. That would make this. more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you aren't, seemingly, until you suddenly are and are just fucking a lot. Uh, oh, so, my. I just don't... I don't get it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't... It definitely needed... The insta-love in this was unbearable. Terrible. It was, it was terrible. There was no, like, there's no chemistry between them None. all. None. We're just told there is. We're not, like, shown anything.
1: And I feel like I almost would have been more okay with it if they it was, like, legitimate insta-love, where they both basically were like, I'm in love with you at, like, first sight. Because then I would be yeah. like, this is...
0: This is that kind of story. Yeah, this is is that kind of story. And
1: this is clearly like a fairy tale for the modern day sort of thing of like, oh, yeah, let's pretend that insta-love, true love is real and it's happening right now, right? For love at first sight. Yes, yes, yes. But like, it's not that because they're both like, oh, I feel a pull to them, towards them when Mm. they first meet. They have like
0: a getting to know each other period, but it is not long enough. It's not long enough, right. 36 hours.
1: (laughs) If it's like... Either you need to forego the getting to know each other thing and just make it be like that sort of high fantasy style insta love where you're just destined to be and you clap eyes on each other and you know immediately, which also sucks, but like is at least you know a thing, or you need yeah. to make it I don't know that they spent a month together, like you could have, you you yeah. could have you, you had her be down here for longer because of the breakup, you could have had him. Be down here for a longer, meeting his dad. Like his dad could have kept putting it off or something, which I don't know. But the fact that it's like three days, and three days in which they not spend anything about that a significant portion of their time not around each other. Like what? No,
0: no. Yeah. And then it's not just three days; it is another twenty-four years after that. <laughs> like, right. There is no way you're holding on to this for that long. Lord, Lord Almighty. So, um, they spend another day together and then the Saturday comes and that is the day that True is going to meet his bio dad and Hope is going to go to the wedding. So I will talk about the more interesting part first, which was True meeting his bio dad. And he learns the lie. He learns about his mom, which was his main goal really, is he wanted to know more about his mom because he's, he's forgetting about her. Like she died when he was like 11 or something. So his memories of her becoming very faint and he wants something to help revitalize that. Um, the the bio dad tells, like, this horrific story about how the relationship was a secret one for the most part, and then when the colonel found out, like, had this man kidnapped and locked in a basement and handcuffed to, like, some pipes and was basically like, you can leave this country tomorrow, or I'm leaving you handcuffed here until you die. (laughs) Like, what the fuck was going on with this dad? And I guess, like, I don't know, I... Nicholas Sparks left it vague he was like he did not go into what was happening with the colonel and his daughter Um, so I guess it's up to your imagination but
1: I didn't find that the implication was that he was particularly abusive towards his daughter I felt that it was more like she realized what a shithead he was Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know just because the way that the bio bio father describes um, the mom is like She spoke highly of her father and like loved him and whatever, but then also like occasionally was like, No, he fucking sucks. So I think that it's like, because she's 18, right? So I feel like it's that teenager thing of like, you know, that we all go through of being like, Oh, my dad's a colonist. Like, yeah. Yeah. uh,
0: (laughs) My dad, like, is willing to kill our neighbor. Yeah. uh, Because this is arguments about land.
1: This is also the backstory of the mom is that. Um, that he uh, that true did know is that after he was born his mother um, married Rodney his stepfather because he had always had a thing for her and his grandfather gave Rodney a job so that he could be around the mom more um, Mm. because Rodney used to work for like a a different farmer uh, who was like rivals and then uh, and he was like the best employee there, he was the so he best stole him essentially the best farm boy so he got uh poached by this dude yeah. and ended up marrying evelyn which seems like okay like her her father was a little coercive but it wasn't like he forced her to marry him or anything yeah so I don't think the implication was that evelyn was being like straight up abused by him but i could be mm-hmm. wrong about that
0: yeah i don't i don't know it was. It was weird for the for like the guy to go so hard. I don't know. It was a real abrupt turn.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I think the grandfather's a shithead for sure. For but sure. I think he's more of like the mafia Don whose precious princess mm, is like not to be sense. touched sort of thing yeah, yeah, versus yeah. like uh, someone who is like actively abusing his kid, I think is sort mm-hmm. of the vibe. Cause he's also like, and uh, he's also very upset over her death to the point of it, like basically it's catatonic. Catatonic, yeah. which, not saying that abusive parents can't be upset about the child's death, but I don't think Nicholas Sparks would write him that way if that would. Like, I feel like Nicholas Sparks' level of understanding of emotions is like, <laughs> he, 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 bad guy, but he loved daughter, sort of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's actually in the text. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Drew finds all this out, and he's, like, kind of shook. And the bio dad's like, well, what do you want from me? Like, do you want – I just – I wanted to meet you at least once because I'm dying. And, like, I know you wanted uh, – here's some mementos of my time with your mom. Is there anything else? Like, do you want me to stay in your life or do you want me to disappear? And he's like, well, I guess you can stay in my life because you're going to die soon. So (laughs) It doesn't matter, I guess. Um, but, like, the bio dad was like, my family has no interest in meeting you. And Truth's like, that's fine. I have no interest in meeting them. Um, So, cool. He has a lot to think about. And he goes back to Hope's little cottage to wait for her to get home from the wedding.
1: It's like this she, is the whole, like, point that could have been. every Everything in this fucking book is like, here is a point that could have been some interesting conflict. And then it just yes. isn't. It's yeah. just not. Nothing not. nothing is really conflict in this book, right? Like It's just. Nobody uh, disagrees yeah. with each other ever.
0: <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, yeah, even in the breakup, he's like, no, this is the right decision you're making, even mm-hmm. though both of us are miserable. This is fine, and I understand, and
1: I forgive you always and will love you forever. And it's like, <laughs> I know we all hate, like, we're tired of the third act breakup, but, like, give me something, Jesus. Give, yeah, yeah, this
0: <laughs> is. This is nothing. This is the most boring story ever told. Um, <laughs> so she comes back from the wedding. They have sex again. But then the next morning, like, she's kind of distant. And True really doesn't. He thinks it's like, oh, it's because we're saying goodbye to each other soon because I'm leaving tomorrow or she's leaving tomorrow and I'm leaving the next day, something, something, something. So I'm, I'm sad about that. But then Hope reveals that she's being distant because who showed up to the wedding? Josh. And like all classy individuals do, asked Hope to marry him at her best friend's
1: wedding. Yeah, this is the moment when Josh became a bad guy.
0: <laughs> Josh, that's not I mean, even if you pull her to the side, man, this is not the time or place. This is not.
1: They do specify that it's when she goes outside to catch some air. So he at least doesn't do it in front of other people. <laughs> but still. But still. Oh, my God. Not Okay.
0: And she admits the truth that she's like, I love you, but I also still love him. And I'm like, why? On
1: either count, <laughs> why do you yeah, love truly. true? Why do you love him? You don't know true, and he sucks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: she says and she says the only reason that she's considering choosing josh over true and she tells you all of this this is like the totally bonkers part she says the only reason i'm going to choose josh or i want to choose josh over you is because josh isn't sterile because sterile because guess what true got the measles after his son was born and he can no longer have kids okay I guess. So she's like, and she's like, no, I understand your only hope and wish and dream in life is for you to have a kid. So, yeah, I understand why you would choose him over me. There's no room for three people in three's company. Or, no, three's a crowd. <laughs> three's company was a show. Um, He's <laughs> a crowd, actually. Um, so, you do what you got to do, girl. Follow your dreams. Uh, this is and, so,
1: this is the most uh, infuriating. Because, okay. So, what we have set up here, is two characters who are stated to have, like, very – we, at least for all of the Faults' book, we know what they want, right? Yeah. True wants to look at lions and be a father to his son, right? Those are yes. the only two things he cares about. Yes, um, yes, yes. And Hope wants to be a mom. They have this conversation, and True's like, I am willing to give up everything for you i will never yes. see another lion again i will still see my son because airplanes yeah exist i will I'm move rich. here
0: and i will fly to africa every month to see him
1: and i will do some job here and that will be fine and hopes like I just can't see giving up my dream and I would resent you and whatever. And like, I feel so insulted by this being the, like, this is a conversation that so many women have to like go Mm -hmm. through internally of like, if I make this choice, whatever, you know, motherhood, Mm -hmm. whatever, that might limit me. In other. and every other. Every other aspect of my, of my life. life. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And for Nicholas Sparks to come in here and be like, uh-huh, but I've flipped it, you see. <sighs> I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Nicholas, <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we doing this? You thought you and had a point. S- you didn't.
0: No. No, and especially because the part I hated the most was she's like, and I know that there are things like abdo- abdo- adoption and in vitro fertilization and blah, 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 blah. But it is just not the same.
1: Do you want to have kids? Like, what? <laughs> Which also, like, just go A fuck lot of around, women can't. babe marry yep. true and go fu- tell him hey babe i gotta go get knocked up fuck a random dude get pregnant have the kid who cares she's not like i really want to have true's kid like that's never a thing yeah that she just wants a mind. kid she just wants a kid doesn't yeah. matter who the father is so like i don't know if sperm banks existed at the time but like random horny dude certainly f- did they could have done
0: that yes oh my god i don't <laughs> the okay yeah for this to be her reason to leave behind leave true behind who we're we're set up to believe this is the man that she's ultimately going to be happy with and the only man that's going to give her this fulfilling life minus the children thing like you there are other options
1: but you she does still be still a love mother josh.
0: no she doesn't she loves the idea of having a family with josh they'll <laughs> have it. beautiful oh, violet eyes so she chooses josh True yeah, writes, writes this letter to her that's like, I forgive you and I'll love you always. And then, and then 24 years pass. <laughs> it's like, this is such a huge time jump. Why did, okay. Um, we mostly get Hope's point of view in part two. Uh, essentially the past 24 years, she and Josh got married, had two kids, then got a divorce. Um... They they work better as co-parents than they do as husband and wife, which is good because apparently Josh gets fat, and so therefore Hope is no longer attracted to him. His eyes are still violet, though, so I don't know what the deal is.
1: Which at least was a nice balance to all of the times that Hope worried about getting fat and being unattractive.
0: Every other page. <laughs> Every other page. Which
1: I will say, I feel like, again, I'm trying to give Sparks the benefit of the doubt here. I think Probably his intention, writing it this way, was to bring up a point about women, especially in the 90s, and how, oh, they do, like, sure, yeah, they do worry about that. And that is, like, an internalized thing. Especially because, A, he has a part where her daughter is, like, it turns out her daughter struggles with bulimia. um, Mm -hmm. And, B, she... Probably
0: because Hope's always
1: commenting about her own weight. Most likely. (laughs) Um, And then, B, there's a part in Hope's uh interiority later in the book where she's like she finally realized that like she had all these pressures uh, to Mm -hmm. be perfect and it didn't matter right so like he is he's not doing it in order to be like yes women should be skinny but fat is bad he's doing it to be like women worry about this and that's fucked up right like but at the same it's not time, the vibe it gives off. The at the same time, he does not engage with that idea yeah. far enough to make it worth bringing up in the first place, right? Exactly. Just don't, don't do it if you can't act. If you are like, hey, this is a bad thing that happens, don't include it unless you're willing to do the work to counteract mm-hmm. it, right? Because yeah. the way it is, we get 20 instances of hope being worried about gaining weight of thinking, like, oh, if I get divorced, I'm going to gain weight. If I eat this crab yeah. cake, I'm going to gain weight. I'm so unattractive and fat. I wish I was skinny. I could stand to lose
0: a few pounds.
1: Um, And then one instance of her being like, oh, that was dumb of me, which.
0: At that point, we're, like, so divorced from that part of the book that it doesn't even matter anymore. Right. Like you're not connecting the two. You're like, oh, she's stressed out about her divorce or she's stressed out about being the perfect mom or whatever. Like,
1: If you want to have a commentary <sighs> about – how women engage with diet culture and how women mm-hmm. like have body negativity and things like that. Have that be what the book is about. Otherwise shut journey. the fuck up. Like-
0: yes. Yes.
1: God. Cause you're not um, saying anything interesting. We all know that women have body exactly. issues. Exactly. Like this it's isn't like new.
0: That thing has been going around race recently online in certain, certain book circles, like just showing racism in mm. your story is and not and no commentary about it is like still perpetuating that racism like that's the same same ideas here right like you can't you're just saying yep here's the thing like we all know thank you for reminding us we've come to this book to escape these kinds of thoughts (laughs) like right so
1: yeah it was very annoying and yeah I didn't I found it again as someone who has body issues like I found it a little triggering at times I was like oh
0: absolutely Um, Yeah, like no girl, eat both of those fucking crab cakes. Who gives a shit?
1: Right. Stop fucking worrying about if you're gonna gain weight after the divorce. Like that's literally the first thing she's like. She knew what happened to women after divorces. Sometimes they all got fat. Like, all right.
0: (laughs) So I started exercising all of the time. Like that. Okay. 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 This is exhausting. I'm tired of you. I. This is your only personality trait. (laughs) I need this book to end. (laughs) so after the the divorce she tries to go online to track down um what's his name true so this is like 2005 or 2006 ish so eight years prior to um where part two begins which is as you said very confusing um she can't track him down online every everything leads to a dead end and so she like makes a facebook page in the hopes that he's looking for her but is never contacted by him and eventually gives up her dad passes away and then her mom does four years later. Her kids are adults now and okay. Here's the other part of that <laughs> she was like, "This was a little bit like, well, my kids went to college and they got jobs and they live on their own, didn't have to move back in with yes. their parents." Like, yes. the you're writing this like this would have been the same time that I graduated college, 2011. Um, you know, like during and right after that really big recession in the United States mm-hmm. went to Like, shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. She was like, I'm more proud of my children's independence than I am about them actually getting degrees. Like, okay. Okay, Hope. <laughs> sure. Um, Exhausting. And then in the same breath, she's like, Well, I don't need this house anymore because it's just me living in it. And I don't, but my kids are sad that I'm going to sell it. And I'm like, Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, so her life is fine. And so she decides to go to the beach because she's been going to the beach. Again, she, she avoided it for years because it always reminded her of true, but her therapist is like, go do something for yourself while the kids are with their dad during the holiday. So she starts going to Carolina beach, which is a little bit further North than, um, sunset beach. And and that's her, that's her thing now. But, um, this time she goes, she makes a stop at kindred spirits because she, the year previous had written a letter to true And in it was like, blah, 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 I miss you, made the biggest mistake of my life, hope you can forgive me, and if the universe really wants us together, I'm going to be here in exactly a year on October something something 2014, and I hope you'll meet me here at whatever time. Guess who's waiting there at the fucking mailbox? (laughs) Not true. Not true. It's nobody. <laughs> no, he does He. She's like really sad. She's like, no one's here. But then he's like, hello, I'm here. And she's like, oh, my gosh. How did
1: this happen? Well, because she finds she goes through the mailbox first and finds the letter back from him.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. He wrote her a letter back and he's like, I'm waiting and I forgive you. I've always I've never blamed you for this decision you made to make that us miserable for the rest both of, our of our lives. lives. Yeah. <laughs> to the point um, that my best
1: friend said that I was like a hollowed out termite mound or whatever with like yeah, nothing inside yeah. I was so empty and broken from this three day life had no more
0: meaning for him so they go back to her cottage at Carolina Beach and then True gives us his whole flashback thing basically he was really miserable um and tried to get back in, into his life but nothing just nothing looked the same or tasted the same or whatever life had no meaning without hope in it um and then then he says that he died and i was like fantastic this book the end of the book is a lie true does not exist she's imagining this whole thing as she is dying like this is fantastic love this book dead they're both dead at the end um no it just turns out that like he died in the way that like the doctor can bring you back to life um he got into a really bad car accident and was like in rehab for three years and had really bad like brain injury that like is aphasia where you can't like the word salad situation where you think you're saying something uh but the words that are coming out are not the same at all um and that was at the time that no so he got better and then he was like i'm gonna go to north carolina and i'm gonna track down hope and this was at the same time that, like, Hope had started looking for him online and was, like, calling around in, in Africa to try and find him. And But then, like, he was like, I couldn't go through with it, and I left before I got on the plane. And she's like, I wish you had found come after me. And he's like, well... You know, I do too, but now we have all the time in the world to spend together. It's fine. And she's like, no, it's too late, True. You don't understand. And he's like, it's not too late. Just because we're a little bit old, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And she's like, no, listen, listen. I have Lou Gehrig's disease, just like my dad. And True's like, what? And she's like, yes, the doctor said there's such a small chance of it being inherited or from people in the same family even having it at all, but I've got it. And I've had it for like six months or something, and I, I just think haven't it was told like anyone
1: over a year because that's why she wanted to send the. Letter oh, in the that's first right. Place. Yeah, yeah, it had been like a
0: year, and she had not told her kids yet. Like I think they're gonna figure it out. Like you got, you should tell them before it's obvious what's happening,
1: right? Wasn't that also a thing in the other Nicholas Sparks book we read where it was like the. Someone had a cancer or something and didn't tell their child. Oh no, that was in one of the Christmas Shoes books, which is also a <laughs> that capital was the Christmas NSD Shoes. Until book. the
0: day before she died, they yeah, didn't
1: explain yeah, yeah. it to the kids what That's was what happening. Was. <laughs> Good God! Stop doing this, parents. Stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that other Nicholas Sparks book ended with one of them just like drowning. Yes. Out of nowhere, it was just like, and then their and then their boat Her crashed boats. and they died. It's sad, the end. Um, and she was like, "Well, let's make up for lost time. Let's get married." And she's like, "Yes, let's get married." And I guess they do
1: because then we get the epilogue. Of we Get like- the epilogue. I could have written more of this book. Thank you for not. He's like,
0: I wrote a whole bunch about blah, 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 blah. But I cut it out.
1: I'm like, okay. okay, But you also just told us, uh, whatever. And then (laughs) he goes, Nicholas Sparks, the character, goes back to Africa and talks to the best friend.
0: We get the epilogue and we see like True and Hope. And True has built a, a wheelchair ramp for Hope, who's still alive, but is losing her mobility um and 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 Nicholas Sparks is, waves at them and he's like, "This will be the last time I ever see them." And Weird. Then, and then he's like, "Guys, this story was a whole lie."
1: Just None kidding. None of this was real. I love stories <laughs> where the author pretends to be part of the story. Oh and I'm my like, god. Okay, but I have right. been
0: to Africa.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> Good Jesus, for you. What a waste Nikki of everyone's Poo. time. Yeah, I just I'm glad it was short. I'm glad it was a quick read. Um I'm I don't ever want to return to Nicholas Sparks ever again. Personally, really making me reevaluate whether or not I can read male authors. This year. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Oh,
1: oh man. Yeah. But um speaking of what we're reading this year, let's talk about what's coming up next. What's
0: coming up next, then because we have a
1: break yeah we have next week the feed will be dark i'm sorry there will be no episode how will i'm you... taking a break
0: yeah um, well deserved but i don't know how you the listener will spend your monday morning
1: as i said in the last episode you should spend it listening to your favorite episode oh, from my. our past catalog
0: favorite episodes all of them yeah sure start from episode one stats. and keep Come listening on, until we update again <laughs>
1: Listen to my microphone slowly get better and then worse and then better again and then inexplicably worse.
0: <laughs> Same though. <laughs> if you listen back early enough, you'll hear Em's voice every time I speak because my headphone setup was not good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen back and, and reflect on the wonders of the episodes where Anna fully had her microphone turned backwards. <laughs>
0: God, I did that. It was like a month or two.
1: Just listen back. Listen back to the episodes where Em fully deleted her audio track and had to go in and (laughs) and repiece it back together. (laughs) What a delight!
0: It's a wonder we're not we're not a part of a network or sponsored or anything. I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: So weird. Who can explain? Oh well, not me. Uh, the week after that, we're going to be back with our current Anna unit, yeah. which is on uh, movie. Add up. Uh, nope. Movie novelizations. Yes. Of, I think, guess reading? it was technically. I was supposed to pick that one out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The historical. Uh, so for the second book in the unit, I am hoping Anna hasn't seen this movie. Mm. Uh, but. It's slightly different in terms of the writer who wrote the book also did write the screenplay, as opposed to the last one we did. Where, yeah, um, but the book I'm gonna pitch that we do for our second book here is Braveheart by Randall Wallace.
0: I've never seen Braveheart. I've
1: never seen Braveheart either, and I feel like it would be a good uh, fit for our podcast since we've done, you know, Scottish Highland time travel romances. It's my I'm favorite. Sure this is- I'm sure this is just like that. (laughs)
0: Braveheart. Who's the
1: author? Uh, Randall Wallace. Okay. Wonderful. Cool.
0: And then after that, we'll be back with more stuff. Yeah. Exciting news for everybody. In the meantime, (laughs) if you have a book or a unit you'd like us to cover on the the podcast, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Because I know you want to hear Em and i talking about a novelization of a movie we have never (laughs) seen before. I don't know. That is the most ideal content I can come up with. (laughs) Uh, If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review, but if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us
1: anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of Nicholas Sparks, I was trying to be cheerful, to make jokes, and I asked him, did he see Jesus or God when he died? He made a sad smile, one that nearly broke my heart. No, he said to me, I saw hope. Barf. Gag me. Disgusting.
0: Put it my name down. is Nicholas Fox, and I have, to get, I have to call my grandkids every time I need to print out anything on the computer.
1: You stop holding his face up. I'm
0: sorry. Look, it's here. It's a prop, and it takes up the entire back cover. Um,